<laughs> Welcome back to Consider Alive, Daisuke. <laughs> Welcome back to Consider Dead. I'm Dead King. Travis from Muneka. So, Keja, uh, he's working at a wedding, so he couldn't make it today. So, But we're going to, me and Travis are going to keep going on for today. And today we got Ban from California, Riverside. Riverside, California. <laughs> state of Riverside. <laughs> the state of Riverside. Introduce yourselves, brothers. Yo, Holder. Um, I'm Alexi. I've written a lot of the stuff and I play guitar and do vocals. I'm Nico. Uh, shit. Play drums. I'm Yoniva and I'm the bassist. All right, welcome. <laughs> All right, this first song is Shadows of Obscene. Um, it was just a quick little thing going out to everyone that has friends going through addiction, um, people that have overdosed. Uh, it's pretty popular in, in this kind of lifestyle, so I mm-hmm. wanted to shed some light on that and have gone through my own things with all that, so that's what this song's kind of about. <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Woo!
right, you guys just heard Shadows of Obscene. How'd you guys like it? Oh, it was cool. It was I mean, cool. I've heard better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just dope. So tell us a little bit about this song. Oh, well, it was like super, like, D-beat inspired initially. Um, like, I really, like, fuck with Iron the Comics and, like, Wolf Brigade and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to, like, kind of pay homage to all of that. But then, like I said uh, before the song, like, I, I just been a colorful history of <laughs> substance abuse and with people I've known and stuff and mm-hmm. um, those have been lost I feel like deserve a little bit of recognition because it is a lot more serious than people kind of perceive um, mm-hmm. so that's just kind of what that whole song is about and it goes pretty hard I don't know I like that end part but <laughs> <laughs> I dig um, it this is pretty dope I appreciate it man I really do appreciate it but that's just pretty much what that song's about alright <laughs> I wish I could play it again but you know we can't <laughs> Unless we could, Travis. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's play it again. All right, so let's talk about a little bit about the band. So let's talk about how this band started. Yeah, introduce yourselves. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, uh, I'm Alexi, and uh, I pretty much carried the band to this point. Oh, I sounded real cocky. <laughs> uh, not like that. But Big just, dick. But, <laughs> but like... Everyone thought it's coming! <laughs> But just kind of, just kind of how it was. I, I played in a few bands. I was primarily a drummer before all this. Um, uh-huh. But after going through so many bands and like just hit bumping heads with people, and uh, there's a lot of people that just kind of ended well with. It just didn't work out for whatever reasons. But hey, hey, look, you made something beautiful out of it. Yeah, yeah. So it eventually, just kind of came into a thing where I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar. I'm gonna learn how to do everything else I got to do to to do this." Because I was already going to school for recording anyway, so I was like, why am I not doing something with this? And, and then this project started at what time? What year? Like, late 2018, probably. 2018? Yeah, oh. so, um, it took a while to, like, start, like, getting songs structured, so that's why I say 2018, because I, I don't think I put out a first recording until, like, 2019 or 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's just how long it took for me to figure out how to play the guitar, because I, I, I don't know, I never really, like, learned how to like cover songs like I learned a lot of basic shit like mm-hmm. from, like everyone everyone yeah, has you know, a star somewhere I played like Raining Blood uh, Tinkle Tinkle Little Star yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta start somewhere <laughs> hey, that's just brutal death metal right there <laughs> Tinkle Tinkle Little Star <laughs> um, but yeah it, was, it just took some time to get it all out together so um, once I finally did have some songs together it was like 100% just to like learn how to do it and I put it out I was proud of it it wasn't like I, was, I wasn't proud of it but it wasn't exactly what I had in my mind my main goal was just to put something out that I'm making mm-hmm. and then um, I, I thought I'd get into other bands by now um, but I didn't so I just kind of kept working with it and it actually is starting to sound somewhat decent. All right. And so I'm pretty stoked about that. And um, I finally had Nico start playing the drums. Nico. He came out from a back surgery, so shout mm. out to him for doing all He's that. He's a trooper, bro. Uh, what did you do to your back? Oh, yeah, let's go through that real quick, uh, man. Well, uh, what you didn't do to your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So pretty much uh, how I met Alexi was through Home Depot. Uh-huh. And I don't know, just like working too much, not getting enough sleep. And, trying to get home practice yeah then eventually just fucking gave out I almost Lisa I had a herniated disc oh man Uh, had to get an MRI done they were like hey you have to get surgery got surgery May 7th just like that yeah it was what they do they put like a cushion in between like your disc they pretty much shaved it shaved it off okay well yeah and 
pretty much been recovering since May seventh. Cool. How long is the recovery? A whole year. Ooh. And then it's like just like honestly, like October was like the point where it's like, all right, I think we start doing stuff. So it's like I started start practicing drumming and then like like this whole project like pretty much like new new like we just start like as soon as October hit I'm like hey dude mm-hmm. let's start jamming right now yeah, like I'm sure you had all the energy pent up and oh, oh yeah dude. yeah bro definitely definitely and yeah, he was telling me all that time dude like it was like oh, I've been anxious to play my drums and stuff he actually started playing before the doctor said he could start playing but it was like a week or two yeah, before that doctor yeah he was like, he was like I did my back dude no <laughs> shit like I bought myself like speed cobras like I'm like you know what I I had to do something for myself. Like I was going to like move out from my parents' place, and it's like, oh, back fucked up. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start getting like really good equipment. So I got yeah, but you gotta yeah. treat yourself, bro. Yeah. especially with the bad back. Dude. Yeah, yeah honestly, it yeah. feels good though, right? Yeah, dude. Honestly, it made uh, you playing double bass by yourself even better. Yeah, dude. You playing double bass like, way easier. <laughs> A flashlight, bro? Speak cool with a flashlight? The way you do it. Oh, I'm sorry. Guys. The, drum the demonstration and everything. <laughs> Everyone's traumatized now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, yeah. It's great. It's great, guys. You guys. But it, your back is okay. You're, 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 it's you're better. There. It's getting there. I'm going to like physical therapy two times a week. Uh-huh. You can play the drums. Yeah, yeah. Dude, honestly, as long as I can play drums, that's all. You I'm can't give up the passion, man. You can't. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do something, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. So he finally was able to start playing the drums, and that's why it kind of started snowballing into something serious. Because my whole plan for all that was just supposed to be like a background thing as I played drums for other bands that were supposed to be serious bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Like I said, this kind of got kind of decent, so I was like, damn, maybe we could actually do something with this. Mm-hmm. And then I actually got around to jamming with him, and I was just like, this guy actually throws down. Oh, yeah. We're gonna get some real shit going here. <laughs> so from this point, um, when we started jamming, I was already like three songs into that EP that I just released. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told him, like, let me just finish this EP. Um, once that's released, we'll get focused on just learning these songs so we can start playing live, but after that, I want to start actually collaborating for writing. So this is like the last. And all this was in 2020, uh, this year. Yeah, this was this year. So actually. So you guys started collaborating this year. This is all, you man. Yeah. So no, from, yeah. But when all... you started joining the team was this year. Yeah. 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 So yeah. like from 2018. You joined this year. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been together for a while, but. <laughs> what, what happened she, with She's all the that? original member. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was here before the band. Is the band. Um, but yeah, no, pretty much I just was really frustrating with like having to find members and stuff because it's really hard to find someone that's like dedicated because there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'm super down for this and that, but when it comes down to actually doing it, like it's really hard to find people who are like, mm-hmm. dedicated. So yeah, I knew Nico was de- dedicated and then um, she kind of like was like, well, I can learn if you want to learn yeah. on basis introduce yeah so basically like oh, I, your name. i'm yoniva hi there you go there you go um but so i did take like guitar lessons when i was younger like i uh-huh. think we talked about a little bit before that my dad was like in bands growing up yeah. and so we definitely me and my siblings had like that influence of my dad and stuff and so um i tried out like the guitar and like i just it wasn't really for me and then i kind of just chilled off that and then alexi like introduced the idea one day and i was like dude fuck it i'm down like and i tried out the bass and i actually really liked it so i was like 
Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> when did you start playing bass? Dude, barely like. Three weeks ago? Yeah, four dude. Weeks ago. Four there weeks ago. A couple right? weeks ago, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. But she got enough from, like, when she was a kid, I guess. Because she's, like, honestly... Sorry. I'm sorry, but honestly, what I, what I first expected, I didn't think she'd catch the songs that quick, but she already almost has an entire song on her about... Sorry, tapping? Yeah, and she's... Our- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Some Tom Morello when he flips the bass over, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm, I'm just beyond happy that it's my wife over, over anybody else. Cause yeah. Now it makes life way easier, first of all. Yeah, so we're my best friend. Yeah. yeah, dude. We get to practice at home, yeah. too. And then Nico's always super down to practice. We're, we've, been, we've been grinding at it like two or three times a week since, oh, since we started in October. That's hard to do, huh? Yeah, yeah well. Squeezing I, that time. <laughs> if any of the homies are listening to this, I was never like that with any of my last bands. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably jam like once every like two weeks. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, but... Um, well, fuck those bands. Yeah, yeah, fuck those bands. No, <laughs> those are the homies. No, we're just censor that, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, just, we're so happy to be here. So pretty much everything up until now has been written and performed by me and recorded by me mm-hmm. in a 16 by 6 and a half foot trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, tell, tell us about that. Oh, dude. Okay, so um, we had like dirt bikes and stuff growing up, but when we moved down the hill from um, the high desert, my parents sold all that stuff, and I got really into music, so... They let me use that, and just over the time I've collected equipment, I was throwing shows, so I have like a PA and stuff in there. Yeah. Now I have like two PAs, um, half stack speakers, um, just drum set, entire like entire microphone set for everything, and um, I built a booth in there. Um, it's carpeted now. Um, got I did uh, do some sound work in there, so I have um, some foam hanging, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I have like studio monitors on a setup in there, and like. It's actually like a little studio, but it's it's just really really <laughs> cramped, mm-hmm. and um, that's just been the spot for myself since since I started pretty much, and um, everything I've recorded has been recorded in there. Mm-hmm. That's uh, referred yeah, to it's as it's a beginning, right? Yeah, well, somewhere. I'm really proud of it, honestly. Yeah, it's, like, it's only gonna get bigger, bro. Yeah, well, we're supposed to be getting a house in, in uh, February, me and my wife, so um, I'm actually gonna have a room for my own studio space, Sick. and so that's when I'm gonna get real serious. I'm, I was telling the rest of the, the guys that. Um, I'm not trying to record anything until I get better microphones, better guitar equipment, yeah. better drum mics. It really helps a lot, yeah. Yeah, because I think, like, right now where I'm at is kind of, like, the peak of quality I can hit with what I got. Because I'm, yeah. like, the nicest microphone I got is for my, my vocals. It's, like, a That's the most K120. Important. Yeah, most important one. Yeah. Um, and then the drum microphones I'm using was, like, a $90 kit. And it comes with all of the microphones, and the best ones are, like, the overheads. And that's like the only like ones worth keeping. So I'm gonna get like a SM57 from the snare and my toms and, yeah, and actual drums, dedicated bass drums. They're so, expensive for drums. Yeah. And drums in general. Because all my yeah, all my all my recordings, dude. I feel like the bass drum, the snare is lacking, but the cymbals always come in pretty clean. Mm-hmm. So and then just another better uh, microphone to record guitars with. And that's pretty cool because then you guys don't have to kind of rely on a professional, uh, you know, guy to record you guys and. Cost an arm and leg just to fucking record one song and I'm then the mastering. <laughs> no, no, I want to do that guy. You gonna charge your own band? Right. <laughs> you guys got to charge me. No, well, like my whole like career outlook with everything was like I wanted to own a venue because like little shows through Rad Punks. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, I eventually wanted to own a venue and then I want to have my own record label specifically for that reason that you're saying because people charge their arm and a leg. Like I want to actually have like a record label that obviously it makes enough to sustain itself, but it's not like like traditional commercial music yeah. business you know what i mean like i actually want to be there to push a band through from beginning to end so where they're they're able to sustain themselves from like a, a point they reached 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I'm sure if people are listening that are in bands kind of know how the music business works. Like now, at this point, especially in, in this year in time, um, labels and stuff want you to be able to like pretty much be self-sustainable. I know that they can add on. They to, want you to do all the work. Right? Yeah, like because I don't know <laughs> if anybody else has noticed, but the trend for all that is is someone made themselves, got themselves to a point, and then they get picked up by a label. Yeah, so I want to be a label that's like the opposite of that, where I'm still going out to like backyard shows and shit to scout out bands and being like there's some sick ass people like let mm-hmm. me see if I can help them out like and actually be there for their best interest and not just um, profit also, incentive it's also like an archive too because yeah. you know how like there's some great bands that get out there uh-huh. and then they break up yeah and, and you'd be like oh man check out this band and this year they were so sick it sucks that the, you know they broke up but it's kind of like you know you're like you're holding like history a little bit you know because that band might inspire others yeah know? And you see how the growth of the scene gets bigger and shit. Yeah. But that's pretty much where we're at with all of, like, the guilt holder standing. Um, I'm super big on being collaborative, though. So, like, I, I know with, like, a lot of the early stuff, it wasn't super aggressive. It was, like, kind of punky. Um, you know, um, it's not really what I was striving for, just trying to get music made. Mm-hmm. But now that I actually have someone who's dedicated on drums and someone who's going to be dedicated on bass... Um, it allows myself to also be a little more creative with guitar and focus a little more on that, especially being that yeah, I like never played it before. That's kind of the limit now, man. You got yeah. you got two other brains now. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a lot of help. Yeah. So shout out to Nico and shout out to Anita once again. Woo! Right. Real happy to have you guys. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. you, clap. Where's the dog? Useless. <laughs> Useless. All right, then. So we're gonna go to your second song. We're gonna take a break. So name the song, brother. Uh, it's gonna be Agony and Silk. It's the uh, fourth song off the recently uh, released EP, also titled Agony and Silk. Uh, banger of a fucking song. I think it's one of the hardest songs on the EP, so hope you guys like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
right. Welcome back to Consider Dead Podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> you guys just heard Agony in White Silk. Album cut uh, album title? Yeah, it's the EP, EP title EP. and uh, the self-titled song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like kind of generic death metal lyrics. Wow, nothing like nothing too serious. Yeah. Very catchy name. Yeah, has that one part of the band that's like, Wagon in White Silk. And then along like, Ride. <laughs> I honestly think it's like some of the best vocals I've done. That's pretty sick. So that's a cool song. I like it. It's fucking hard. It has that blast beat. Mm-hmm. The echo. So. I got hard listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him get hard. I don't know how I feel about that. You guys don't. My wife, you got to yourself. <laughs> Me and Atreyu got scared. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the artwork, man. The artwork oh, dude. The, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, I completely too. blanked on that. I want to give a shout out to uh, it's Death Bait, but instead of the A I in Bait, it's six 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 and an underscore. I think. Don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but he's got. Uh, I'm sure I'll post something about it. But he did, dude. <laughs> I messaged him one night about it because he said open for commissions. Hit me up, and I told him like I want this like skeleton guy in like a white robe with maybe some chains and like just making it look real like real aggressive. Look very album metal. Yeah, the album's called the uh, Agony in White Silk, so that's why I wanted to do. And then um, he asked me like all like like he asked me for a little bit more information, but it was already pretty late, so I knocked out. And I think he's in another country. Um, and so the next day I wake up, he already sent me some shit, and it was that drawing, and I was like, dude, that's like, I could have asked for anything better. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, Is it the same artist for Bali Room? No. Oh, well, his artist is from Russia. Russia, uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, well, everyone came in together from, like, all over the place for this thing, because I got, I got the art done from, I don't remember where, but uh, I got the shirts done from um, Exclamation, Ex- Ex- it says it on here. I can't even read that. In um, so, uh, what was it? Subtitles and death metal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I came from uh, Indonesia. Oh wow! And so they actually got amazing quality for this. So I'm not even complaining. Um, had to pay a grip for shipping though. That's the only thing. Fuck. Um, but yeah, dude, I was super happy with the artwork. Um, prior to that, everything else, all the art I've done myself was just like collages and fucking Photoshop. Mm. And um, nice. it wasn't it wasn't the best stuff, but I invested a little bit in myself, and I think it paid off. Yeah, that's dope. Sold yeah. off a lot of the shirts. Like yeah, yeah it's a pretty cool artwork. I, I, you guys can't see, but I'm holding the shirt. So trying to imagine me naked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm holding the shirt. It's pretty cool. <laughs> we lost a hundred viewers. Out there. <laughs> <They're> like, <"Ooh." laughs> but I did. <laughs> Here, I actually, you know, ask them a question. I want to find the the you artist got, just because I want to shout them out. You got some new to it. Yeah, <laughs> I just we'll want post to them. We'll post them. Over. You know, to speak. Yeah, okay. It's, you got OnlyFans? I found it. <laughs> you got your OnlyFans? The band has OnlyFans? It's just music. Don't worry about it. Oh, lean. It's, uh, it's death and bait. I actually have that backwards. But instead of the B, it's 666. So it's death 666 AIT underscore. And that's the guy who did our art. And then it's extermination 888 screen printing. Um, screen printing, sorry. For the shirts. All right. So yeah, shout out to them. We'll, we'll tag, tag them. them. We'll tag yeah, them on Instagram post. Fuck yeah. yeah. And earlier I, I did like a little post of you guys. So uh, there's this guy named Ed Gore. He asked you guys, what are your influences? Oh, okay. So for 
the recordings aspect, um, that's like a whole lot of like Sleep. everything, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. What was like your main influences? Well, like bands that I like, I genuinely can like say like that's my favorite band. Um, Dystopia, it's like a crust punk band. Love them a lot. Um, Devil Master, Anti Climax, um, Slayer. And I think that's pretty much it. I can't. I don't want to really get around too much when it comes to to music. I listen to the same things I've been listening to for quite some while. Hey, that's, okay. that's the, um, the bread and butter. Yeah, because there's like hundreds of other bands that I just have on a playlist because I have like 500 song playlist. Okay. Some music that I shuffle through, but for like actual inspiration drawn things, it's a lot of stuff like that, like uh, crust punk and D beat. But I've recently been really getting into like death metal too. Um, how do you say it? Sang sang Sangwisugabog? Sangwisugabog. I can't even spell that, dude, but I'm gonna see them next week. They're, they've been real, like... The new like, wave of death metal. Yeah, so I've been listening to shit like that, and I'm like, I wanna have, like, that kind of hardness with that, like, punky kind of vibe, and I also really like, like, stoner and psychedelic rock, um, kind of like Electric Wizard and shit like that, so... So it kind of just kind of goes all over the place, and I think I kind of reflects on all my previous music. But I think that the newer shit that I'm gonna, we're gonna do together is just gonna be kind of more of like a death metal, stoner, or psychedelic vibe, like a lot of like ambience. A lot of everything, huh? Yeah, dude. I don't know, but I just definitely know for sure. Like I just wanted to kind of take a more aggressive step. Right. So I think it took me a while to kind of figure out the sound I want to do, but I've kind of like settled in on like what I really like. So. Yeah. That's kind of like the influences up to this point, but do you want to let Nico yeah. share his influences? Right. Well, what, what, are, what are your influences, Nico? Uh, man. What are we A start? lot of hardcore. Well, starting off, like, do Peanut Butter and Jelly, Metallica, Megadeth, yeah. Slayer, Anthrax, the Big Four. Then, like, Evolution went on, got the barbecue metal. I consider it like Pantera. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it barbecue? Yeah. Barbecue. <laughs> I haven't heard that too. I heard that all my way. <laughs> I don't know, just that something that you play metal. with your friends. <laughs> having a cookout, I don't know, just something, I don't know. That's something that me and my friends would just say. Steak sauce. Yeah. Uh, some Gorgoroth. Got some black metal. Yeah, I got into like Gorgoroth, but right now, a lot of hardcore and death metal. Bolt Thrower, Gate Creeper. The new wave, like Mag Stomp, that's coming out with like Command, Undeath, 200 Stab Wounds. Command is sick. Yeah. Shout out to Command. Don't even know it exists, but shout out to Command. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. Just like, I love playing fucking Everything. drums. Yeah, dude. A lot of like heavy music. All right. And let's go to your influences. How do you pronounce your name? Yoniva. Yoniva. Yeah. Okay, let's go to your influences. All right. So I feel like I there's like a mixture of a lot, but I feel like my biggest influence so far has been Alexi. Like, I feel like I've seen him put a lot of time and effort into like this whole project, you know, and like his music and like I've seen him work late nights, like, you know, so I feel like I definitely have a lot of like I get a lot of like aspiration from him you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he's very much like I appreciate him and I think that he's very talented musician and yeah I'm a crowd guy thank you he's really good <laughs> dude yeah I the whole like... time you were talking I saw him like he just grew an inch today <laughs> <laughs> oh god no <laughs> I feel like you definitely need a little bit of recognition just because you've put so much, like, effort into it, dude. And, like, 
I really appreciate it and like me and Nico are super stoked dude and like I'm really excited and we're all really excited to get it going and <laughs> yeah yeah it's good it's sounding good I dig it hell yeah I and mean, it's just gonna get better dude because honestly like 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 I was telling her after writing I think it was Succubus on the EP that was like the last thing I, was, I wrote mm-hmm. I had like the riffs and stuff for all the rest of the songs and stuff but like that was like the one that I, I felt like could have been that could have been a little better um, even with the way it's sitting now um, and I think that's just a result dude like I had an entire 10 song album come out I did a uh, 4 song EP my first thing released was a 4 song EP then that album then 2 singles then another 2 singles and then um, Agony and White Silk which just dropped okay. and so like I feel like I kind of ran out of creativity a little bit because I, I like rushed a lot of the shit no, but, but that's why I'm like stoked to have no. Fresh minds yeah, on this. Fresh minds. They're gonna, gonna be able gonna to give a lot of input. Yeah, and then I, um, I should probably put out there too. Yeah, I'm gonna end up taking down um, Epitome of Man mm-hmm. off of Spotify because I'm gonna rework a lot of those riffs into yeah. better songs. And I think because um, I had a lot of like good material there, but like the actual structure of the songs themselves, like a lot of times, like it would be like the first part, then a break, and then like a count, and the second part, and then like a break, and then a count. Right. Like it didn't really like transition from from segments very well. It's gonna be like the Blu-ray extended edition. There's a couple there's a couple songs that I, I wanna cut down and mix them with other songs and then um just some songs I wanna get rid of altogether. Because right. for some reason like when I did that I was just like really fixed on doing an album. I was like I want ten songs on it at least. And so like side A, the very first song was just like a quick little like interesting little soundtrack to, to put mm-hmm. on and then um like trumpeting ecstasy was, was like something like it's completely different because I was really like listening to like Christian Death and Bauhaus and like that kind of style of music so I was like I want to do something like that for Christian Death? Christian Death Is that a band? Yeah dude you ever heard that? Think about Jesus and Death? Nah dude it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of deicide <laughs> Fuck Satan <laughs> No but it's like it's like dark wave dark wave <laughs> He's like cut it cut that episode <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat a chip while you're laughing. That's like dark wave though. It's like cool stuff because I, I have um, a homie actually who walked on track. Shout out mm. to Daniel, Death Thrasher, San Muerto. Mm. Uh, he's coming out with uh, his own EP uh, soon. It's actually like that kind of style, like dark wave. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, like, you know, The Cure, right? Yeah. It's like spooky The Cure. <laughs> that's, that's like a good explanation of it. Like emo? Not emo. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like angsty. That's okay, a good way to okay, put it. Okay, not that emo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, Daniel actually hopped on, on a song, too, for a song called Body Rot. Okay. That's a cool one, too. Um, that one, actually, was because uh, I was listening to, like, Death Tour. They're, like, trap metal. But it's, like, real, like, shouty and fast-paced, like, almost, like, punk. Mm-hmm. But with, like, synth stuff in the background, like, kind of making it sound like a, like a really hard, like, suicide voice type beat, but fast. Okay. Um, And so... Uh, this is like random inspirations run for a lot of things and I'm like I want to make that into a song <laughs> like hey, so sky's the limit man yeah dude I had to only hop on for that one and um, I'll probably only play that one live when he's able to come and hop on vocals but that's just kind of where we're at with everything <laughs> now I'm hoping to write some new shit so I'm not so like it's just me because I feel yeah everything is like still new it's like mm-hmm. fresh yeah right, so let's, let's go talk about how you got into drums how I got into drums man 
Uh, <laughs> a thousand years ago. <laughs> I believe I was so it was like my uh, family, my mom, dad, my brother and I, we're going probably to like go see our cousins and we're like driving by, we want to go fill up uh, at a gas station. My brother sees like this music store and he's like, oh, let's go check it out. And like the owners are really nice and they're like, you know what? We give out lessons and like somehow we convinced my mom and dad to give us lessons. My brother played guitar, I played drums, and honestly, I only got like three months of like just drum lessons because it was like expensive. Oh shit. Uh, then, dude, my mom and dad, shout out to them. They got me a, uh, it was like a, a Pearl Export, like cherry red. Oh, nice. And I was like, dopest drum set. Like, oh my gosh, like. How old were you? Have to use I was in fourth grade, so I was really young. Uh-huh. And like I was just like super stoked, and then like from there like I wasn't really into bands. I just kept practicing and practicing, and then like once I got into high school, like no one played any instruments. Like I was the only person to play drums. I didn't really want to be in band, so I pretty much started really fucking late, and like. Not late. You started no, pretty I, early, bro. Dude, yeah. no, like <laughs> no, too I, early. No, like, like I started a metal, ba- death metal band in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> dude, like, I wish, I wish, but honestly, from like fourth grade through like probably until like twenty eighteen, I was just playing by myself. I couldn't mm-hmm. find anyone to jam with. Uh, it was really hard, and I'm like, dude, I, I think I must fucking suck if, like, no one wants to play with me. Don't say that. But, like, just, God. Yeah, I just kept practicing. <laughs> He's like, oh, he had to play with himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, all right, all right. Uh, the flashlight. Oh, the the flashlight came out. Like, I thought that made me laugh. Shut up. My brother had, like, a little shitty, like, guitar looper that could only loop riffs for, like, 12 seconds. And uh-huh. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna teach myself how to play guitar, only fucking power chords. And I'll loop a, a riff for, like, 12 seconds, and I'll go on drums, and I feel like that's how I got my timing and feel for a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. that shitty 12-second looper helped a lot. Yeah, shout out to that. Yeah, shout out to Marcus, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that looper, shout out to my parents for, yeah, being supportive. All right. Yeah. All right, brother, let's talk about how you started. Well, that's kind of like, not the same, similar story, but like somewhat the same. Like, I kind of grew up always having a drum set. Like, uh-huh. um, we used to live in the high desert, and uh, my brother had a friend who sold, was selling a drum set for super cheap. I think I bought my, my dad bought it for me for like 80 bucks, and I was like in third or fourth grade. So, however old I was at that time, I don't remember. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I would, uh, we had a clubhouse in the backyard, and the drum set was in there, so I'd be in there all the time just playing random shit. and figuring out by myself and then um, we moved and that was pretty much the end of that drum set because my dad I, they told us because it um, told me it was too loud mm-hmm. um, they didn't want to hear it at the new house because it wasn't going to be like a separated part of the house it was going to be like in, in the garage if I had it uh, alright um, so they just left it there when we moved and I didn't play the drums for a few years but then they got me like an electric one but it wasn't like the same satisfaction as playing like a real one so mm-hmm. I never really touched it because I was kind of like like it's not it's a drum set it's a piece of shit no I was like one of electric drum sets yeah no <laughs> that's what it felt like because at the time that's when like electric drum sets were, were like really starting to catch like popular commercial demand mm-hmm. so it was either like spend like 500 for a cheap one or you're spending three thousand one dollars for like a nicer one yeah um and I got a cheaper one which you know shout out to my parents for giving me something 
But just as like a, as a young kid, I was just like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? But now, in retrospect, I'm really appreciative of it because I did still use it. Um, but I eventually sold that and just kind of forgot about instruments for a while. But I always like really loved like a big inspiration when I was like growing up as a kid to want to play instruments was Slipknot, just because like yes. it was like so weird to be able to see people like just go ham and people were like, yeah, I want to pay to see that. Like, yeah. And um. I just really like the drums because I don't know I just fucking love the chaos with it and, and the the noise that comes with it so Joey Jordson was always like a really serious like I'd just spend hours watching drum cams of, of him playing mm-hmm. and I was like I want to do that and so that's kind of what drove me to do all that I started playing bands my first band was called Voltage it was a metal band like metalcore-y type band a lot of breakdowns and shit but yeah I ended up leaving that and then after that I joined and left a bunch of bands like probably yeah. five or six yeah. by the now you gotta find your groove yeah you know? um and I think like I really latched onto like the real aggressive metal stuff I played this band called Mechanist and they do this thing called uh, like Bestial Punk mm-hmm. so it was like a lot of like war metal type beats but then still have like like punk skink beats and then like punk just like mm-hmm. like uh, just like traditional punk beats and shit and it went real hard and it was cool but it just didn't work out and uh, um, by that time I was already like starting to do my own thing and then um, when I started drumming for them I was filling in for their drummer because he was working a lot mm-hmm. and then I joined another band and then it went back to them and it just didn't work out but but pretty much after that band um, I started a band called Death Spell with Edgar the guy who asked the question yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to Edgar um, and then that just didn't work out but when we started that band that's when I started doing my own thing because okay. by then I was already in like five or six different bands and I was just tired of having to learn new shit and not working out you know yeah, that's pretty so cool. I was like was long, I'm just gonna learn how to do it. it it took a long journey to find where you wanted to be at you know, yeah I just know I'm like super like I'm really passionate about music and having it be for like the scene and stuff because that's kind of how I all started because I was like um throwing shows when I first started mm-hmm. playing with Voltage and stuff I was like well I want to throw shows too like I want to be able to book bands and stuff that wouldn't otherwise have somewhere to play and stuff mm-hmm. and it was always like with good intentions and it just kind of carried out to where I'm in now so I'm just thankful to be here happy mm-hmm. people supported Hell with yeah. everything like with Rad Punks and then with with the music and everything <laughs> that we yeah, have man, it's gonna go a long way you'll see I mean, yeah. you guys are just beginning you know so it's gonna, it's gonna go take off you'll see trust yeah. but all that hard work you guys are gonna put in you know, you're gonna see where it's gonna go. It's it's exciting. Yeah, hopefully. And, uh, I'm cheering on for you guys. So you know, for me, I might see you guys here. Later on, I might see you on the TV. You never know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the dream. But all right, we're getting close to the end. So, is there any shout outs you guys want to give out before we call it a go? Uh, yeah, no, that was, that was pretty much it. I think I got everyone that I wanted to shout it out. Just Daniel and any shout outs, brother? Yeah, dude, shout out to my mom and dad. Shout out to my brother. Shout out to my girlfriend Sam for helping me out with like my back surgery and taking care of me. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Shout out to all the OG friends that like were supportive and kept telling me to drum. Salute. Thank you guys. Right, any shout outs? Shout out to my family. Um, Alexi, thank you for being an amazing <laughs> husband <laughs> and being my best friend, dude. Like you're the shit. I appreciate you. All right. <laughs> all right then. So. How can people find you guys? Oh, okay, so right now um, we just have an Instagram and it's Guilt Holder. Nothing, nothing extra, just Guilt Holder, mm-hmm. spelled regular. Um, 
I do have music available everywhere, pretty much. Um, like Spotify, I have Spotify, all the major things. Right. There's like a lot of low key stuff that's on too. Um, shout out to Distro Kid. Distro Kid, <laughs> uh, work for us. Then. Yeah, dude. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, dude. I'm not on any other social media platforms, but we are planning on uh, having a show pretty much early next year. No date in mind all specifically right. yet, but probably will throw it on myself and uh, probably be in uh, Riverside somewhere. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we're all excited to bring these songs to real life. I've never even heard them like perform besides the one that we already got down. So yeah. I'm real excited for it just in general just to be able to hear the shit. So I'm excited to go ham live for everybody else too. <laughs> all right then. Well guys, thank you for coming. You um, guys were great. We got to learn a lot about you guys. You guys got great music. And we can't wait to have you guys again. So we're gonna let you guys end it off with the last song. Yeah, okay, so that's uh, going to be Dementia Swallow, and I actually wrote this one about my grandpa. Um, he fought with dementia for the last few years of his life, and it felt like for a long time it was like a slow, gradual decline. He wasn't really showing signs of it. He just, you know, would get real frustrated because he'd forget things, and then he would want to go home because he'd get uncomfortable in places because he'd forget things and stuff. And then out of nowhere, it felt like the floor was just ripped out from under him, and he couldn't, he couldn't take care of himself, could barely talk. He wasn't able to use the bathroom by himself. My grandma was pretty much taking care of him, like, 100% of the time mm -hmm. and I've never really seen like someone like die before in my life mm -hmm. um, and to see like my grandpa someone I have like a actual like bundle of memories with um, have something like that where it just literally eats away at your mind and just takes you mm -hmm. um, it's pretty it's pretty intense and so I just wanted to write a song about him just because I feel like I, I could have been closer in his life and there was like a language barrier because um, I'm first gen but I, um, I wasn't really taught Spanish and I haven't made the time to learn much and I've been trying hey, been, you can still learn yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm doing now because my grandma's still here and I want to be able to talk to her and I do now I'm able to talk to her a lot better but I just wish I had that with my grandpa so mm -hmm. yeah we have the song written for about, about all of that because it was pretty brutal to see someone who was like a walking strong man provided for a huge family of like eight kids mm -hmm. um, become so like senile Alright. Yeah, that's that song. Deep song, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ready to hear it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you for coming by, guys. No problem. Alright. Nice Later.